Hi everyone, this is Amy Infinity, and you are listening to The Key to Courage. It's Amy Infinity, and welcome to this week's episode of The Key to Courage. This week, we're going to be talking about trauma. Now, you might hear me say that just outright and be like, yeah, this episode's not for me. That is one of the reasons I even want to talk about it, is it is a topic that is being widely covered right now, thank goodness. But at the same time, a lot of people balk against the idea of, you know, even having trauma in their lives and say, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm handling stuff just, you know, perfectly. But what I want to talk about, I'm not going to get too much into anything personal on my own end because that I've done in other episodes and that I will continue to do. I want to be an open book and I want to share and I want to help people through my own experiences and my own revelations and realizations. But the thing I really do want to talk about is acknowledgement and even thinking about whether or not we even have trauma in our lives, whether it's from our childhood or things that we've experienced during our uh, even adulthood and things that we might even experience day to day. And what is considered trauma, why we should even be talking about it. That seems to be, like I said, a bit of a touchy topic, a bit of a buzzword for some people and a bit of a reactionary thing for a lot of people too. I believe that, I mean, even when I bring up the word trauma, trauma in talking any kind of conversation and you can actually physically see sometimes people just immediately you know get a little like oh I don't know if dismissive sometimes or shy away from that word because it is a hefty word it is a meaty word it is something that that indicates that there's something wrong in our life's equation or something that might have affected us without our say so so that is a, a big reason though Well, I think it's something that is very, very important to talk about. And thankfully, there are a lot of people that I follow, a lot of people that you might follow, a lot of people bringing trauma to the table and taking a look at what is considered. I mean, we have... Historically speaking, in the psychological realm, I, you know, I, as I've mentioned before, I'm not a psychologist or psychiatrist, so I don't have, you know, the powers to diagnose or, but I like to keep a beat on what is going on in the mental health realm because I have my own challenges uh, day in and day out and things that have affected me on a small or a very large scale in my life. And a lot of which I'm just realizing now how deep those threads have run. So anyway, there are a lot of people, thankfully, participating in this conversation and drawing out the importance to us even acknowledging that and how that in itself allows us a pathway toward healing and toward overcoming and helping us move forward from that in an even better way in order so that we can have much more enjoyable and fulfilling lives. 
So the title of this, if you caught this going in, uh, is having the courage to tell the hard stories. So that that is what I want to talk about. Obviously, the key to courage. I want to talk about why we should talk about our stories, and uh, and of course, the little subtext to that is taking away trauma's power, the power of trauma in our lives. That's why we should really truly talk about this topic. So that's the beginning of this conversation is why tell the stories. You know, a lot of people, again, generationally or just overall, depending on how you were brought up or what you were made to believe or what you believe now over time. And there is a certain amount of, you know, even a part of me that kind of feels like, well, let's leave the past in the past. Let's, you know, move on from our traumas. But in saying that, I don't want us to feel like we need to dismiss what we've been through. And to in in my opinion i truly feel and in what what i've been experiencing and working with other people is if you leave it hidden if you bury your head in the sand if you deny that you've been through something it's going to come up and bite you at some point whether knowingly or not it is going to affect how you approach your day-to-day life it might affect how you approach large decisions and events or perceptions of possibility or your own strength uh, or your own self-awareness uh, and perception or self-confidence. There's so many different facets of how trauma or things that we have been through in small ways or big have affected and still can affect our lives. So to me, that is the biggest reason why we need to tell those stories rather than push them under the rug. Now, whether we, t- we tell them to a significant other or a good friend or a psychologist, counselor, psychiatrist, somebody that we're you know speaking to in a professional setting, which is a great thing, by the way, um, or whether we're saying it on a world stage, I believe all of those things, it's a personal decision on how we share Uh, But I believe it's very important for us to tell those stories because not only does it help us release that energy, release the truth in ourselves and uncover and discover who we really are and what has made us or uh, allowed for us to become the person that we have become, uh, but it also might facilitate somebody else going through something similar. I mean, if you don't even have, I would hope that you would want to do it for yourself. Let's just say that. But if you don't feel that strongly about that, then do it for other people. Share your story in order to help others also release and share their own and get through that hard trauma. Now, when I'm speaking of using that word trauma, like I said, it could be very small traumas. It could be, you know, little insipid things. Toxicities is a word that I use often. Um, and we could have a longer conversation about what that looks like. Uh, but it could be something, you know, deep-seated pre-programming from our parenting, from uh, experiences that we had as as a young person, whether it is involving, you know, our our. I guess, outlook on relationships or money or our own, you know, worth. Uh, Those are in my book and and a lot of people's even, you know, again, like in the clinical world, uh, there are a lot of things that can occur to us 
uh, instantaneous things or repetitive things that toxically weasel their way into our psyche and affect us greatly. I know that I've had a large amount of traumas that I have been now realizing and addressing involving belief systems and things that I have been pre-programmed to kind of believe in myself even about my appearance, about my capabilities and abilities. And so those are things that I would encourage you to, to realize. And like I said, I don't want to necessarily dwell on my stories per se on this particular episode because I'd like this to be a little bit more of an overview of a few key, few key things to to keep in mind and uh, the when to tell your stories and the ways to kind of go through this kind of pathway uh, out or through trauma and things that we have been through in order to allow for more into our lives and open up the door and windows and air out the house, so to speak, and why we should be doing that and, and, and re-exploring or examining what maybe we've been through in our own lives. So so anyway, I'm going to go through a bit of a list here of uh, kind of I guess, why to tell the stories, when to tell the stories, you know, and then what are the next steps in after we tell those stories and kind of clearing the air and healing from those things. So the why, of course, kind of circling back around to that is in order so that we know our own truth. We know why we are the way we are because not only do, obviously we have, you know, varying stories all across the board. So some of us have had great, you know, childhood upbringing experiences uh, throughout our, you know, whether we're young or whether we're older, you know, I have what I call kind of eras of my life. So I have, you know, my youth and then I have my first marriage. I have my second marriage. I have a lot of different eras and there are in each of those eras, I have my traumas that I have. And again, just a very quick overview. You know, my first marriage was a, an abusive relationship. And so I have trauma. I know I have, you know, from that more on the, I did have some physical abuse as a part of that, but more it was emotional abuse. And so that is where my trauma lay and uh, where I, I know now looking at that there is some PTSD. I, I'm not diagnosed with that, technically speaking, but I know I definitely have some aftermath, as well as, you know, we went through a lot together. That was during the time of 9-11, and so there was just a lot going on, and so I know a lot of that has affected my psyche. And then in my second marriage, it was abusive, but on a very different uh, wavelength. It was very much an emotional roller coaster and very, again, like I used that word insipid earlier, a very underneath kind of boiling in, in some ways, even deeper than in my first marriage, which it seems like a contradiction there, where you have a very blatant abusive relationship, and then you have another relationship that is abusive, but in a very sneaky kind of trauma affecting you in and out, uh, and, and having me question my own worth and things of that nature, and my questioning my own decision-making ability. And so, you know, that is something for an expansion on this topic is what is considered trauma. But in this take 
for this value or this reason in this conversation. Trauma is what you deem trauma. What has affected you in in a way that maybe you have not looked at before? What has maybe, you know, snuck its way in or maybe you look back and maybe you've covered it up or wanted to leave it in the past and not that we shouldn't leave those things in the past. Like I said earlier, it's like why to tell the stories though? Air it out. Let it free, share it if it might help you or also help somebody else. But in this case, I'd really love for you to help you in in allowing you to see maybe why you've been blocking yourself in certain categories of your life. Why have you been reluctant to try the new thing or leave the current situation that you're in, whether it's a job or a relationship? And so when to tell the stories, well, now, now is the time or when you're ready. I guess let's put it that way. I don't want anybody to put the cart before the horse in the sense of uh, putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation. But at the same time, if we wait until we feel ready for a lot of big life decisions, then we all never do the thing. And in this case, you are the thing. It's we need to clear you. Uh, tell your story now because it's your story now. Even if it's from the past, it's still your current story that we're trying to allow air in order to move into the now and the next. Okay, so then what? what is that next step in that is clearing clearing that trauma from your system. And I cannot say enough, uh, seeing somebody about anything that we may need an extra listener, an extra, you know, a professional I'm speaking. So a professional psychologist, psychiatrist, somebody, counselor, or, you know, whether you even approach it from a holistic side. Uh, definitely, I would say seek help if you if you can or desire to, uh, or even from friends and family support networks in that way. But I won't say that that's the only way to clear because I know I, for one, I don't know about you, but I'm a very As much as I love to be with people and around people, I also have a lot of trust issues. So knowing who I can go to to help me clear my my toxicities, to clear my traumas, or to at least air them out, it's a very slender list, or at least that I feel comfortable in doing that. So how do I go about clearing There are a variety of different ways. There are methods to clear. I have a couple of coping mechanisms I use uh, for my own personal reasons for at least dealing and managing with, you know, anxiety. I call them the freedom methods. You can find that on my website at amyinfinity.com. Or, I mean, I would say that's that's only a small facet of anything to help you kind of find center, to kind of clear your head out of a spiral, if you will. Then that's an accumulation or, an, uh, I would say, a side effect or a, not even a side effect, an after effect of a lot of, you know, trauma or things that have built up over time. I have, you know, had issues since with anxiety and depression and things that, you know, it it builds and builds and builds. And, um, I will say that I'm sure they're, they're linked. I, I mean, really, at least for me, that's definitely linked into the equation is unearthed or, um, sorry, not, not, quite cleared or un, undealt with or continuously. Some traumas we will have to continuously deal with for the rest of our lives. Let's hope we can move to a point of feeling like we at least are uh, 
know, I, I hate to use the word control, but at least in airing them, we take back the power. And that's what I really want to impact here is taking the power away from the trauma itself or from the thing that, you know, happened to you, if you will. I'm I'm always reluctant to say that because I believe that life quite often happens for you. But in the case of trauma, that's where it turns into this switch of, okay, things that out of your control that have been impressed upon you or happened to you. Uh, and then it's up to us how we decide to treat them, to perceive them, and how we want to move forward from them, or let and let them go. Not or, but and let them go. Now, when I say let them go, like I said earlier, it doesn't mean I want you to completely forget about them, because they are part of who we are, as everything is. It's more of releasing them and not letting them have the power control over us anymore. In order to do that, we need to do things in order to clear. So whether you burn sage or whether you use certain techniques like emotional freedom technique or whether you see a professional and they have uh, other avenues and ways for you to cope or deal uh, or even if you choose to go the approach of of you know, and I would suggest to go at it in multiple ways and approaches. I do a lot of journaling that has helped me. Um, I do art. I, I do a lot of, uh, you know, and, and for me, it's it's a very, you know, emotional and random kind of artwork process. Not even a process. I just kind of splute paint on a canvas and just kind of let it go, you know. And so I find that's a very great release. Um, also, you know, people seeking solace in friends and family or people that you trust. Now, for me, that's a double-edged sword because there are people that I love within my family, but then a lot of that is caught up in some of the childhood trauma and some of the things that I've experienced and now am realizing is actually trauma. So again, choose choose what works for you. Outdoors is a great one that I use. Music quite often. Sometimes that can be an emotional tie too, though, that re- reminds you of things. So just choose what works for you. Driving works for me. Going on a road trip. Uh, a lot of different ways to clear. Now, uh, but I think one of the most, like I said at the very beginning, one of the most therapeutic things we can do is to tell the story and to tell it, don't let it linger any longer. Don't let it control you or have power over you any longer. Because then after we can clear that air, after we can start to tell our true stories, our real stories about our real selves, our real experiences, and acknowledge that it's not... uh, That's one of the things that really kicks me in in the pants is... When I hear people like belittle their own traumas, and I don't mean belittle it, I mean, yes, please poo-poo your trauma, make it small. But I mean, they, they downplay it because so many other people have either gaslit them or made them feel like it's not a big deal. I've had that happen in my life. I still am up against that. There are people within my family or within, you know, that are like, oh, no, that's that's just humans being humans. When I perceive it now looking back and I, I feel bad for the child that, that had to experience that because she always thought, oh, she's just making too big a deal about something, you know, and no, no, I see now like how much that affected me now. 
as much as it did back then. And I, I want to hold that little Amy. I want to, I want to give her a big hug and be like, you're, you're okay. And you're going to be okay. The fact that you feel so awful from this thing that was inflicted on you or the, the day to day, like feeling that you're having is valid. And no matter what you may be thought or impressed upon to believe, you are worthy, you are worth it. And you deserve to speak your mind, to feel your feelings, and to come out ahead in all of this. So in order to do that, like I said, we need to tell those stories. We need to clear those stories out of our system. That way we can actually begin to heal. So in that, we need to acknowledge what is and is not and has and has not affected us through our lives. Now, in all of this, in telling our stories and sharing our traumas, the one thing we do want to at least be a little unawares of, I don't want anybody to necessarily like edit themselves or... Again, we've had enough people in our lives telling us that our opinions maybe don't matter, that uh, maybe we're making too big of a deal out of something. I'm going to tell you right now, you aren't. If it affected you greatly, that's for you to decide how big a deal it was. That's not for somebody else, whether it's your parent, whether it's a, a sibling, whether it's a friend, whether it's a professional, even like if they're telling you you're making too big a deal out of something, you're the one who gets to decide what has greatly affected you and what is not. Okay, I just want you to empower you to, to make that call. And even if it seems like a, a piddly ass, like little something, like honestly, like I look back and I'm like, oh, I'm making such a big deal out of that. No, no, no. I felt awful in that moment. I felt completely eviscerated. I felt complete rug pull or complete, you know, like I even I've had certain traumatic events in my life to where telling the story it's like oh that's embarrassing that seems so small like such a little thing to happen but I to this day you know in my 40s now and I can still remember what you know 10 year old Amy or 16 year old Amy or whatever felt that very moment I can recall it in my mind's eye the gut drop and if you've been through anything like instantaneously traumatic, and that's that's not even broaching or approaching like repetitive trauma that has just become so deeply ingrained in you, those toxic kind of relationships or attitudes or, you know, traumas that you've experienced. But especially with those singular events or things that uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like it's like you just feel like, oh my gosh. And I can, oh, I can feel it now even just thinking about it. So let's, let's not think about it right this moment. But when you are in a safe space, I would recommend maybe make a list of things. And again, it can be on a sheet of paper. You plan to burn afterwards if you really feel like you're not ready to share just yet, but at least share it with yourself. What are the, the singular things and the ongoing things? So maybe make a list with two categories of like the singular one-offs that you can just point to and say like that was a trauma in my life. And then move on to maybe this has greatly affected me. This person has greatly affected me. This thing, this activity or event or thing or belief that was thrown at me that now I look back and I'm like, oh, gosh, you know, how did that 
seep into who I am in believing I'm not enough or I'm not worthy. And then once you start telling those stories first to yourself, the one, and then you can start sharing them with people that you trust or on a worldwide stage or in a podcast like I'm doing. Um, the one thing I would say is be a little cautious that it doesn't become your story. Like I, just telling this story can be a, a facet of release in order to clear and heal. But then when you tell it in such a way, I've experienced, I've helped and worked with people that tell stories, but you can see it in their face. You can see it in, and feel it in their energy and their body that every single time they're telling it. And we do a certain amount of this too, is we relive it. But then we need to find the ability to release it, even if we're telling it on a stage or on a radio show or on a podcast or something. And then, but we can release it afterward. That way we aren't reliving our trauma every single time and becoming a broken record of our own making and uh, in, in keeping ourselves down. I just don't want to see you keep yourself down. Whatever it has, is that has occurred to you, um, that doesn't deserve to own you. Your trauma does not deserve to own you at all. It's not your fault. I am all about taking ownership of things in our life. But if you have been through trauma in any way, shape, or form, it is not your fault and you can release that. You can still own what has happened and choose to let it go. Because it's still a part of what our experience is. It's still a part of us, but we can choose to not let it run our lives. So that brings me to the next item here is getting free. And to me, that is how we get free. Is we we tell, having the courage, like I said at the very beginning, we need to have the courage to tell those stories rather than poo-poo it or push it under the rug or say trauma is a big buzzword that everybody's using these days in order to tag this, tag that. I... I even find, I'm like, oh, I'm saying trauma again. Oh, that's, you know, I make everything sound like a big deal. Oh, why are people so sensitive these days? Well, you know what? It's about time we actually look at what our real experiences are in our lives. It's about time that we actually are are honest with ourselves and then hopefully we can clear those experiences and those things to me, I believe a lot of what are uh, the negativity and the uh, vitriol, I call it, in our society and, you know, things like trolls and awful people, I hate to call any, I don't want to tag anybody, but the people who come off as, you know, bullies and meanness and all of that, to me, that is unearthed trauma. That is things that they they have experienced that is on this, you know, repetitive you know, they have been affected in some way by something or a variety of things that they have definitely not dealt with. And that in that way, I can look at people like that. And not that it doesn't anger me, it, just like it angers, I think, a lot of us, like when we see any injustice or people being irrationally mean and, and rude and awful. Um, but a lot of that, if not all of that, in my book or in my opinion is very much rooted in undealt with trauma and undealt with 
things that have happened to us. Again, I use that, I use for us in many ways. So, I mean, we can see it as it happened for us. That's the positive spin on it. But in all reality, I mean, they most often traumas are things that happened, as I mentioned earlier, but without our say-so, without our permission, things that we find we end up dealing with for the rest of our lives in one way or another, if we just choose to deal with them. And that's the big kicker is do we choose to deal with them? And do we choose to overcome them and not let them run us, you know, and that I find is one of the bigger problems is a lot of people don't ever address, they don't get far enough into themselves and except in maybe an egotistical way, but that's entirely different than self-reflection and self, uh, just awareness is actually realizing what has caused me to become like this. I mean, first people have to admit that they have become something not necessarily, you know, in a, in a good way. Uh, you know, if they're a negative or a, a very, you know, downtrodden or pulling other people down or mean or bully or any of those things. Um, First, yeah, they have to even admit that that's who they are, who they've become. And then, you know, the next step would be unearthing what it is that has caused them to be that way. And and hopefully taking it through these steps, you know, telling the story, clearing it, and then healing from that. And then moving on to what I believe everybody has in them hopefully possibly but you have to choose to get there is the the kind loving joyful amazing people that we are meant to be uh i i truly wish we all would go that road um and maybe maybe someday <laughs> my hopeful self says maybe someday we will all realize that that's that's what we need to do is unearth whatever it is and not let it control us not let it take over and run the show with that pain or with whatever it has you know in a negative way affected our our lives and instead choose to let it go or let it be whatever it was and then choose now choose now and moving forward into much more of a light and 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 helping people maybe even in contradiction to that's what I see is is if we acknowledge what we have been through wouldn't we want to do for others something entirely better and different that I don't understand is when people don't really explore or know what has happened to them or what is actually a trauma, then a lot of the time those scripts repeat themselves in or manifest themselves in their treatment to others. And they, um, it just ends up being like, well, this, I had this to deal with as a child. So why shouldn't you? I don't understand that. That I truly don't understand. That's much more of a yeah, that means there's even deeper and deeper trauma in there somewhere to cause somebody to twist that into that. Like, oh, I didn't get my joy, so why why should anybody else? I don't understand that line of thought. It's much more of, oh, wouldn't you want somebody else to have a better way than you if you had been through hardship or pain or trauma? So that brings me to the next, which is helping others to help ourselves. I mean, really, that to me is what human existence is or should be all about is that provides us 
you know, a stage of, of endless possibility is if we can overcome what it is that is holding us back and, and actually do so not only by helping ourselves, but helping those around us. It's as I've said in other podcast episodes, kindness begets kindness and just opens up a world of, oh, amazingness. So anyway, that to me is the under, uh, riding under, um, Oh gosh, this, it's just the impetus, the only, or not the only, the, the biggest reason, I believe, in order to, to bring us through all of this and help us face our trauma, release that, is to help not only ourselves, but help others and help the entire world. And if, you know, if you don't even want to see it from that larger world perspective, help those that we love, help them to have a even better experience in their lives. And in order to do so, I believe we really truly need to work on ourselves first in releasing that so we can open eyes and open hearts, help others to have even better experiences in their lives. And then also, we circle back to why tell these stories not only to help ourselves and help others uh, in in a very tangible way, but in doing so, in telling our trauma stories and overcoming, we give other people permission to do the same thing. And I believe that that is the side, that is how I choose to look at. Again, people use this word trauma and they kind of clench up. A lot of people hear it and they're like, ah, well, is this everybody being too, too soft and wanting to, you know, introspectively look at themselves too much. But I see it as, oh, thank goodness, we're finally having these conversations. Because otherwise, I mean, how, of course, if we all like clench and, and go inward and push everyone out and pretend like we have all our stuff together and we've not been through anything, <laughs> then of course everybody's going to like end up combating each other and butting heads because nobody really knows anybody. If that's the case, nobody ever really knows what stories we have and what we have been through. And so by opening up or whether we do so publicly or whether we just do so in a, like I said, a clinical setting, if you go seek help from a professional or even opening up to family and friends, those that you can trust, though, obviously make sure that's the case. Then we give other people permission to have those conversations too. And that gives them permission to clear that and to not let it control their lives as well. And then that all gives us greater permission and even larger just realm of being able to truly own and be who we really are without the affectations of these things that have happened in our lives, these traumas, whether it's, like I said, and I've said through this whole conversation, can be anything big or small. You get to decide what it is that has affected your life in that kind of way. So, That is all I really wanted to talk about today. I just wanted to at least start the conversation. I know we'll probably circle back around and touch more on this in interviews and in other other ways. But I first just wanted to put it out there. Like, it came to me the other day. I'm like, golly, you know, telling the hard stories of our lives is hard. 
It's, it's a very vulnerable feeling when you start opening up and, and not only vulnerable in the way of, oh, I just told people now they actually really know what happened to me. I think part of it too is this battle with what, what people's perception of even sharing your trauma. Oh, you're, you know, what is it that people call you weak or think, you know, like if you start opening those, you know, you should just be able to, and I, I, for one, am one who I tuck chin and I just get through things very solo. I'm not very good at opening up, uh, because I, first of all, I, I have the wrong impression, I believe, but I, I still have it that nobody cares about my stories, right? Like, no, no, like people do. I mean, I've had people who I don't even know when I start sharing, like are like, oh, thank you for sharing that. That is so relatable. I'm going through that too. So if we all maybe start to do that a little bit more. And then let, let's just not get stuck in that. But let's at least air it out so that we can start having those conversations. Feel less alone. And then know that we are completely acknowledged and valid. And that uh, even whatever seemingly small thing that we have experienced as a trauma is, is, if it's big to you, then it's big. And then that means we need to overcome that and work through that and then move to the next. So that way you can be free. And that's what I want to kind of circle back to is freedom is the thing. Let's all be free of the things that are you know, weighing us down and the things that maybe we have hidden that we haven't even really talked about or approached yet in our lives in order to to experience what is really meant for us, which is a broader, freer perspective of, of being able to do what it is that our heart's calling is telling us to do and to be who it is, who we really, really are inside. That's what life is all about, is that freedom of expression, of being able to embrace ourselves and love ourselves and know that we are fully destined to be these amazing people that can uh, do whatever we set our hearts and minds to and that we are allowed to do that. We are allowed to be fully happy. We don't have to relive our traumas, whether knowingly or unknowingly, deep down. We can be these amazing, kind-hearted, wonderful, loving people and step into the light and bring others along with us. And there is no, you know, I don't think that that is a, you know, lofty, uh, unattainable thing to be. I, I think it's truly real. If we acknowledge our real selves, whether, you know, flaws and all, like we are all, you know, beautifully and embraceably and perfectly flawed. And I love that about us. And we are all very, very different. And I love that about us too. So if we can take a look at that, even in the perspective and and looking at our traumas and the things that we've been through, it's not a contest. We all have different, you know, levels and, and grades of that, but it's all relative and it's all equally important for us to take a look at that, to tell those stories, to air them out, to clear them, to heal from them and to help others along the way if we can. And especially to help ourselves to help others and to love ourselves and then show that that is okay and that you are amazing no matter what you've been through. I love you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today. And please, for more, head on over 
to amyinfinity.com. You'll find links to other podcast episodes and the blog, Infinite Gumption blog, as well as all kinds of resources for you to use. And if you you know like what I have to say, come find me on social media. I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I have an amazing group that is a great embracing landing pad. Hopefully, you know, something you can utilize as a supportive community called The Warmth so that you'll find a link to also over on my Facebook page. So, or you can always DM me or email me and I will definitely shoot you the links for that. Uh, I would love to hear from you. Any comments please make and uh, I hope you're having an amazing week. I love you so much. I'll talk to you again soon. You have been listening to the Key to Courage podcast. For more inspiration, resources, and to get you to that next level, come find me over at amyinfinity.com and infinitegumption.com. I'll see you there.